0: Tonight, more DC Director's Cuts, How to Introduce the Fantastic Four to the MCU, and Beavis and Butthead Return, all that and more on this Comics Edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight! And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, I'm really kind of winging it here. I have no notes at the beginning at the top of this uh, show. Uh, Hopefully in the last episode there's an interview with Dayton Ward. Otherwise, uh, that show was a little bit shorter. But uh, let's go ahead and get on with the DC Comics news. DC fans, boosted by the announcement of the Snyder Cut of Justice League, are now pushing for a second goal, the release of David Ayer's original cut of Suicide Squad. Now, it also doesn't hurt that David Ayer has been tweeting about it on Twitter. In response to a fan asking if such a cut exists, he said, quote, Cut definitely exists. You'll need to ask at at and and at HBO Max to let it see the sunlight, unquote. Now it should be noted that it wouldn't really change the story. It would pretty much just add more Jared Leto, Joker, to the movie. So, uh, do you see an errors cut coming to HBO Max? Yeah, surely, if it's just a little bit added added Joker, I don't think there's really much of a cut. Now, uh, while we're at the movies uh, and HBO Max, HBO Max has added a ton of new uh, movies to it, include the Batman animated movies, the Blade trilogy, Fantastic 4, the Green Lantern movies, Emerald Knights and First Flight, Inkheart, the Justice League animated movies, Mad Max, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Star Trek 20, 2009, Cy- Space Jam, Superman's 1 through 4 and Superman Returns, watching the movie and many more. Now, if they would just get their their service on Amazon. Come on guys, surely something could be worked out. Last episode, we talked about Joel Schumacher. Now, according to writer and fellow podcaster Mark Bernardin of Fat Man Beyond, a director's cut of Batman Forever does exist. According to Mark, that cut is 170 minutes long, and it would have been a much longer, darker version than the lighter-hearted movie that we got. Bernardin told, told co-host Kevin Smith, quote, I have it on pretty good authority that there exists, in the Warner Brothers vault, a 170-minute cut of Batman Forever. I think that went much deeper into his childhood psychosis and his mental blocks and that it was a far more serious, darker version of that movie. That was one of the first assemblies that Joel filed with the studio and they eventually cut it down because they were like, it's too dark for kids. We got Sally's Happy Meals. So maybe let's not invest ourselves in the trauma of childhood murder. We've got Jim Carrey. Let's let him do some bleep, unquote. Now, Kevin Smith replied to that. In a world where Joel Schumacher just passed away, what an interesting, wonderful testimony that would be to his work. To see a totally different version of Batman forever, unquote. So, uh, you know, what do you think about it? you know, at and Maybe you'll get some more eyes on HBO Max with this one. And uh, since you already have it in the vault, it wouldn't be that hard to, you know, put it back out. Now, uh, there's a new Batman. The new Batman series already has a spinoff series and works. At HBO Max. Now, this new series, which hasn't had a title yet, will come from director Matt Reeves and Terrence Winter, and will be, uh, and we'll be uh, re- with uh, Reeves, and will be sent in the word that the Reeves will be creating the film with the intent of launching a new Batman universe across multiple platforms. The show will, quote, build on the film's examination of the anatomy of corruption in Gotham City. No word on when it will come out, but the movie, it's based upon, the Batman doesn't hit theaters until October 1st, 2021. So, there you go. Batman, Batwoman has found its new star, Javika Leslie, late of the CBS series God Friended Me. Now, she's set to replace Ruby Rose as the star of the show. Now, in a statement, she said, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community, unquote. Now, Leslie will be playing a brand new character for the show named Ryan Wilder, who is, quote, Likeable, messy, a little goofy and untamed, and nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her, and also not your stereotypical all-American hero, unquote. Now, Ryan is described as a former drug runner who now lives in a van, unquote. You know, kind of sounds like uh, the uh, Sky character from the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, she was a hacker living in a van. Now uh, hold on. Now let's go on to the Marvel Comics news. Marvel now has some more extraterrestrials in their arsenal. Marvel Comics now has the rights to the Alien and Predator comic book franchises. These characters were formerly held at Dark Horse, but given that Alien and Predator belong to Fox and Fox now exists under the Disney umbrella, it was only a matter of time. Now Marvel has not announced any official titles or creative teams, but it is known that the Alien and Predator franchises will not be part of the Marvel Universe proper, but in their own universe. Now, come on, it's only a matter of time before, before we see Marvel Universe versus Alien versus Predator, right? Yeah, only a matter of time. It's like printing money. Now, uh, Ace of Butterfield could have been Spider-Man, but it was just not to be. In an interview with Collider, Asa was asked about being passed over, and he said, quote, Every so often there's a part that you really want, and it's a script you love, and you kind of put your heart and your soul into it, and you don't get it. Now, Butterfield uh, told Collider that, uh, you know, it was tough, and it was crap, but uh, it's often something that uh, you get something better out of it later. Quote, and so, in the case of Spider-Man, I did Netflix's Sex Education... ...because I wouldn't have been able to do both of those at the same time. However, uh, he doesn't think, uh, as an actor, go- and going out for roles, there's mo- only so much you can do... ...and everyone is ha- going to have a different take on a character... ...and a different sort of performance, and you just can can't have to stick with what you think. Quote, and if that isn't necessarily in line with what the director-producer wants then it's like there's nothing you can do about that. You might not just be the right person, and that's out of your hands. And that's something I've learned, something I think is great to help me get get over it, because Tom did amazing things with Peter and had an entirely different portrayal of him. I think it's worked so well in the universe, and in that part, I don't think I could do it. So I think all things worked out in the end. Unquote. So... Ever since the Fox-Disney merger, we've been wondering how how do you merge those two cinematic universes? Now, Marvel Studios' science advisor has some ideas on how they could introduce the Fantastic Four into the MCU via Black Panther. Clifford Johnson, a theoretical physicist and science advisor for the MCU movies, told IndieWire, quote, Wakanda and the Fantastic Four should connect at the beginning, and I know how to do it. Uh, I think it would be a cool wink in the comics and he, before this he talked about Black Panther's science scientists being part of it, I think would be a cool wink to the comics and another way to show diversity in science to have the entry point of the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe happen because the Wakandans discover them in some extra dimension and bring them into the MCU. If they call me, I'm willing to go to town on that. That's so my jam. Now, Reed Richards was taking his team and they were going off in some higher weird dimensions and stuff. That's stuff we're trying to understand now in real science. So I'd love to have the opportunity to help them make that look great and to weave into the, that into a story, unquote. Now, perhaps, uh you know, that's a good idea. Uh I have an idea, you know, make, make, maybe make the Fantastic Four originally, you know, live in Wakanda, you know, be, you know. African in nature, and uh, use Wakandan technology to go into space, and they have their accident, and so forth. You know, I don't think changing race would be that part of, that much of a problem. It might even make it more of an interesting story. Marvel Entertainment has announced a new multi-year deal with Scholastic to release a series of original graphic novels starring Marvel characters. The books will be released under Scholastic's graphics, graphics media imprint, The first book in the the deal will be Miles Morales' Shockwaves by Justin A. Reynolds with art by Pablo Leon. Future books include a Kamala Khan story from Nadia Shamas, and a Shuri story by Roseanne A. Brown. Now let's go on to the geek news. Now Dragon Con, like most cons, are going virtual for its 2020 edition. Quote, We are heartbroken to make this announcement, but do so with the support of you, our fans, our partners, the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau main office, and the city of Atlanta. For that, we thank you. While we aren't able to welcome you back in person this September, we will be taking our 2020 event virtual this Labor Day weekend with a free to the universe experience. Keep those calendars marked, and stay tuned for more details in the coming weeks." Now, Labor Day weekend is scheduled for September 3rd to the 7th. Now, speaking of virtual cons, Sideshow Collectibles, which often has its own booth at shows like San Diego Comcon, Con, will do its own online show this year. From July 20th to the 26th, they'll give fans an opportunity to engage the Sideshow teams and look at their virtual booth. Fans and collectors alike will have access to live HD streams of all the new product reveals and con exclusives. Sideshow's Andy Smith said, The Sideshow con idea was really born out from our sadness about the cancellation of the physical San Diego Comic Con. We want to find a way to showcasing all the new products that Sideshow and our partners are unveiling this year, but also try to bring all the engagement discussion, interaction, love, and enthusiasm of an in-person event to this venture. We decided to build a physical, real-world Sideshow booth space, and we're filling it with new and never-before-seen and fan-favorite products from Sideshow, as well as our brand partners like Hot Toys, PCS Collectibles, DC Direct, Prime 1, and more. All of this will enhance our annual experience, online experience we offer to the fans." Unquote. Now the items on the booth, virtual booth, will change from day to day. To find out more, head over to Slideshow's homepage. The link is in the show notes. A spin-off of the Mission Hill animated series is in the works. Mission Hill, which originally ran on the WB at the end of the last century, before being cancelled and rerun on Adult Swim. Creator Bill Oakley announced the series on Twitter saying, quote, Mission Hill fans, FYI, at Josh Strange Hill, are working on bringing the show back and are taking it out to buyers soon. The new show takes place about six months after the original series ended, so 2000. And there's more Gus and Wally, which is why it is tentatively titled Gus and Wally, unquote. Now, Bill got such a great response from fans on Twitter that he posted, quote, Thank you all for this enthusiasm, and thank you for those of you who want to work on the show. Right now, it's just me and Josh and the studio and this six page document. But if HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, or Adult Swim wants to make a preemptive offer based on this thread, awesome! So far, no takers. Beavis and Butthead are making a comeback. Comedy Central and series creator Mike Judge are teaming up to bring the duo back for two new seasons with spinoffs and specials as well. Mr. Judge will write, produce, and voice the show, which will see the pair deal with the Gen Z world. Mike Judge in a statement said, quote, It seemed like the time was right to get stupid again, Unquote. No word on when the show is expected to debut. It's not my cup of tea, but it's someone, so more, more power to ya. Jason Momoa is getting cold. Deadline reports that Warner Brothers and Stampede Ventures are making a live-action Frosty the Snowman featuring the voice of Jason Momoa as Frosty. John Berg and Greg Silverman, Jeff Johns, Roy Lee, and Mr. Momoa will produce the film with David Birnbaum writing the script. Now, Frosty will be a CGI effect in the film. No timetable for this release. I'm guessing Christmas 2022? Now... He's played the guy who's been in the water. He's now going to play a snowman, so there's ice. I guess he has to do a movie about being fog. Now, I'm. Uh, there's not been a real happy reunion between Diamond Comic Distributors and comic book shop owners. According to The Hollywood Reporter, stores are reporting that they're being charged more for shipping which is eating into their meager profits. The Hollywood Reporter has learned that this is partially due to a relatively new policy that sees orders divided up into smaller shipments, which leads to more charges. Brian Hibbs, the owner of a store in San Francisco, expressed in an email to, uh, to Hollywood, the Hollywood Reporter, quote, I was rough, paying roughly 6% of wholesale on shipping from Diamond pre-pandemic. This has raised to approximately 10%, and we've had single weeks rise as high as 25%, Now, Diamond is disputing this, saying that the cause of the shipping uh, increases is that publishers are not publishing enough. Now, I won't go into the rest of the article. It's a fascinating article, but uh, I'll have a link to that in the show notes, and uh, you can make a decision for yourself but uh, I'm afraid this might just be another nail in the coffin of the comic book retail industry. And I'd like to close tonight by paying tribute to the late Carl Reiner, who just passed away at the age of 98. Now, if you're young and asking who's that, you'll know his voice from 2019's Toy Story 4, where he played Carl Rhinoceros. He also cameoed on dozens of shows such as Justice League Action Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, The Cleveland Show, House, The Burning Mac Show, King of the Hill, and dozens more. For those of us uh, who are older, he was the creator and main writer and occasional guest star of The Dick Van Dyke Show. He also directed The Jerk, The Man with Two Brains, All of Me, and Oh God. He's also the father of Rob Reiner. He passed away from natural causes. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the Coffee Patreon, and Glow.fm links. Or go to multiversetonight.com and be sure to check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the tea Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, please Be sure to share us with your friends or inflict us on your enemies. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe. Doesn't cost you anything. And leave us. And uh, if you want to leave us some feedback, that's fine as well. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with the sci-fi edition and a brand new comic book edition as well. Now please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Big Genre Productions, copyright 2020. All rights reserved.